Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast, episode 77. We're here with Scotty Melvin. We're going to play Smith uh, Smithburg Auto Presents Beat the Round Guy. Smithburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. Fairfield, Iowa. If you're looking to buy a car, talk to David. Welcome program, Scotty. All right. What's up, everybody? I don't know. I bet you're on the edge of your seat as we've got to the last week of the big schools and the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, I'm ready to go. The, the playoffs are uh, the most intense part of the season, and it's fun to try to look ahead and see who's going to win. Will I be shocked if I pick the wrong team? And, uh, you know, who's in the offing? Who's going to who's gonna make that final uh, last trip to the Dome? Uh, this It doesn't get any better than this. Well, let's uh, keep up with our tradition of the offensive uh, player of the week and the defensive team of the week. What do you, who do you see as offensive player of the week? Well, there, as usual, there's plenty of kids you could pick. Um, and one's been standing out week after week after week, no matter what level of competition he plays against, whether his team wins or loses. It's Bryant Williams down there in Burlington. He went off on uh, Iowa City, North Liberty on the lightning we we talked about it leading up to the game they had to keep him out of the end zone what a great game that was but they didn't keep williams out he got 206 yards rushing on 20 carries so he averaged a little over 10 a carry two touchdowns i think he was the difference in the game i think he's been the difference in a lot of games i think you could give him the offensive player of the week every week this season and uh that's my guy hard to argue with that what about the what defense performed do you want to recognize for this week? This week, I'm going to go with Sigourney Kyoto. And, and I know they uh, went up against a, a Van Buren team that they were, you know, pretty – Van Buren was overmatched. And the game was well in hand by the end of the first quarter. Uh, the, the Cobras were up 35 to zip. So what happens in a game like that is your second teamers get a lot of repetitions. And those guys came in, took the opportunity to continue to pitch that shutout, and held uh, Van Buren scoreless. So I'm going to give it to Sigourney Kyoto. They they did what they needed to do in that last game to tune up for the playoffs. Um, you heard Coach Jensen say they they talked all week about starting fast on offense. They did that. They held Van Buren down on defense, uh, even when it came down to the, the backup players. So it's time to recognize uh, them and for, you know, somewhat for the body of work that they've put in through the whole course of this season. The Cobras are my uh, defensive team. Yeah, that's another team you could pick every week. They really are consistent, and they uh, uh, they they really good. Uh, I'm gonna go with you on the Williams kid in Burlington. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you literally pick him every week, but uh, this week he went up against a really tough team on the road and put his team in the playoffs. He was the difference maker in you know them uh, being in position that they're in this week. So he's gonna be good. Uh, I'm going to kind of give you a, a defensive team from last week, uh, Fairfield. Uh, they didn't win, uh, but it was a kind of a do-or-die situation for them uh, because uh, Fairfield's got tough sledding this week, and they, they still need one more win. But they thought – but they went up against a Washington team and uh, that they hadn't beaten a long time, uh, 11 of the points were either given up on special teams or the offense given up safeties, two safeties back-to-back uh, on possessions. So uh, 
but they, you know, I mean, they gave up seven points. They played good enough to win. They group tackled and uh, pretty much stymied uh, Washington in the second half entirely and kept the team in the game. And uh, they, so, uh, Fairfield, you did a great job this week, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm, and you're you're my guys. All right, so you ready to play beat the round guy? I'm ready to beat the round guy. Right. So let's uh, let's uh, get into the the bigger schools first that are finishing their uh, uh, last game of the season. Let our listeners know a little bit about the difference between the uh, is it the four A and the five A or the three A, four A and five A are finishing their season, and the the two A and lower is going into the playoffs, right? Yes, um, and you asked me that question last podcast, and I directed listeners to go listen to Chad Edeker. Uh, give his detailed description of how things work in eight player, which, like I said, largely covers uh, also all the way up to 2A. But to answer the question most simply, 3A, 4A, and 5A are playing a traditional nine-game season for the regular season, and then they will enter the playoffs, those that are eligible, after uh, week nine is over, which is this Friday. The smaller schools, we're talking eight player through 2A, are playing an eight-game season, They have a larger playoff field. They have 32 teams per class getting in versus only 16 in the big schools, 3A through 5A. So that's why those schools were done a week ago. And now those that are eligible for the playoff, they start this Friday. Um, Any of those schools that did not make the playoffs in 8 player through 2A, this is kind of interesting. They have the option to schedule a ninth game. Um, I'm not aware of anybody around here doing that. I did see on Twitter, and I can't remember what school it was, but a, a coach put it out there that his team wanted to play a ninth game. They weren't in the playoffs, um, and he was willing to play anybody up through 2A and uh, you know, and was willing to travel anywhere in the state to do it. So the opportunity that's, that's for the ninth game is there for the small schools. I'd like to put a little plug in. Yeah, we've talked to Coach James at uh, Iowa City Liberty. We coached to Coach Edeker at Waco. We just did a, a fantastic interview with Coach Jensen in uh, Sigourney. And uh, just before this uh, podcast, I just got off the phone with Coach Cavanaugh at Mid Prairie. So uh, all of those are fantastic interviews. If you enjoy football in Southeast Iowa, you you might want to uh, spend a little time listening to some of that stuff because they, they just we give them opportunity that they don't get in any other media, you know, to 28, 30 minutes straight to just talk about their team and really get into the details uh, of, of the thing. And it's, you know, those interviews have been uh, almost as good as my interviews with you, Scott. I think they're better. I love listening to those guys talk. Those are uh, so far, every, every coach you've had, they've got uh, a lot of experience and they love to talk about their team and you can, you can hear that come across through the interview, the enthusiasm and the, and the love for what they do. And we know that they wear other hats, you know, they're at a high school and, uh, but you can tell they have a passion for what they do. And I wouldn't be surprised to see all these guys that you've interviewed so far in the hall of fame. someday. You, uh, you get a lot of information out of those interviews. That's one of the places you get some of your best information, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we talk about it before. You, you're trying to cover this corner of the state, and there's enough schools. It's, it's, you can't get to every game. You've got to rely on on those guys. You've got to rely on uh, the social media, which is a great tool. You've got to rely on the newspaper and the and the radio stations around here, and they're all great resources. And everybody's uh, working together. And I think this podcast is is helping out. It's hitting another uh, 
uh, level of info that maybe uh, some of the other venues can't. You're and, sure, um, you're certainly covering an un, un, undercovered uh, section of the state and uh, some of these outstanding teams. Well, let's let's get into it. We're already right. eight minutes into this thing. So uh, the first game is going to be a real tough pick for you. I'm uh, really interested to hear what you have to say. Fort Madison travels to Burlington. Now, tell me the playoff implications. Will both of these teams make the playoffs or just the winner? This is winner take all. So I, I, this is where I went to the Burlington Hawkeye newspaper to get this the info on this game. So the winner of this game's in. The loser's out. It's that simple. This is a playoff game already for uh, Class 4A Fort Madison and Burlington. Will the winner of this and, game be the, 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 the division or conference champion? or? Uh, no, North Scott's cemented. North Scott's in. They beat everybody. Um, they've got Mount Pleasant to finish, and I don't think there's any question that they'll win that game. Jeez, they might win that game in the locker room. Yeah, so uh, they're the uh, undisputed champion of that of that district. So it's up to Fort Madison or Burlington to take this opportunity tomorrow night to cement their place in the playoffs. And this is going to be a battle. And I think it's going to be um, very similar to the game Burlington played against Liberty last week. Who's going to win? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to call this one. I think Fort Madison's got just a little bit more discipline on defense than Liberty. I think they're less prone to the big play. You think you, uh, Fort Madison has a more balanced attack, don't they? They're, they're pretty they good at throwing the ball, aren't they? They are. They've got a dynamic offense. Is Burlington's defense up to the task? I don't know. Burlington defense can can hold Fort Madison to 18 points like they did Liberty. Um, I, I feel like Liberty's on its way up, whereas Fort Madison is established, especially on that side of the ball. And uh, this is going to be a real tough test for Burlington. I'm going to go ahead and get my pick out there. I think Fort Madison's going to take this game. It's going to be tough, and I might be wrong, but I think they've got a better offense. I think they've got the defense that can – they'll give up the yards. Uh, nobody's going to stop Williams. I mean, he reminds me of Troy Davis. If you remember Troy Davis yeah, I do, I do remember. many years ago. You know they're going to run this kid at you. You know he's coming. You're you're not going to stop him. He's going to get his yards. But if you can keep him out of the end zone enough, uh, you can win this game. And I think Fort Madison's got what it takes to do that on defense. Do so you like Fort Madison's run defense? I do. I, I think that was their big question mark coming into this season. I, I remember looking at some of the preview videos on some of the news stations and whatnot, and they, they were not worried about offense at all. They brought back some extremely good talent. Uh, defense, they lost some kids, and they were a little concerned about, especially the linebackers, I guess. It looks to me like they've they've really put together a, a nice defense. I don't know if it's quite as good as last year's version, but it's, it's definitely been good enough to get them where they are now. Um, and I think it'll get them over the hump at a, you know, basically a tough road game tomorrow. Well, since this is basically a, a, a coin flip, if this game was in Fort Madison, I'd pick Fort Madison. But the game's in yep. Burlington. Yep. I mean, I think the team and the community is going to rally around them. And uh, it's been a while since they've been in the playoffs, so they they got a lot to play for. Plus, Fort Madison hasn't won in a while. They they're uh, they lost two in a row, I think, and uh, they haven't been winning. Where Burlington really impressed me with that win last week. So uh, uh, I think I think Burlington can edge them. All right. So uh, excellent analysis on this one. Fairfield at Grinnell. Teams with the same record, but I don't think they're the same kind of teams. Uh, what do you see here? 
Well, Grinnell's one of the tougher places uh, you can go to play a football game. I don't care who you are. Solon found that out last week. Even though they won, it was a tough game, um, maybe the toughest game they've had this year. Uh, I'd have to go back through the schedule, but they they had to work to get that victory. We saw what Solon did with Fairfield a few weeks ago. You can't always go off of those common opponent scores and results and, and pick a winner, but in this case – I feel pretty confident, as much as I hate to pick against our hometown team here. I'm going to go with the Tigers over the Trojans. I think they are headed in the right direction at the right time, and that's what, you know, in any sport, that's what it's about when it comes time for the postseason. Do, do you um, see a running clock in this game? I don't think so. I think Fairfield's going to battle. I think they showed us last week. I understand that Washington's offense has been real hit and miss through the year. But they've they've made a lot of progress, and let's face it, Fairfield held them to one touchdown. Yeah, Fairfield. That was the first time Fairfield went up against a quality team and didn't buckle. Yeah, they scored enough points to win that game. It was literally a couple of. You know, I'm gonna disagree with you. Grinnell takes them to a running clock. I, I just don't see Fairfield in the same. I mean, uh, they're not even in the same county as as Grinnell. All right, so here's kind of a fun game. Now, this is a team we talked about a lot at the beginning of the year, and then. They struggled so much that we didn't uh, we didn't cover them. But uh, it's a Tumwa at, uh, or I think they're home, aren't they? We're playing they're Water, Waterloo West. Uh, both teams have the same record. Now a Tumwa either just beats the pants off of the team they're playing, or gets the pants beat off of them. I mean, it's either they either win fifty to nothing or they lose fifty to nothing. Uh, kind of an interesting team. What are your thoughts on this game? This one's uh, similar to. Uh... The ones that Atom was won, um, they're going up against a team that's kind of on their level instead of playing up, a, you know, on a whole other planet with some of the competition that they have to go up against, you know, some of these Des Moines teams and whatnot. Waterloo West, kind of the same story. If you go through their schedule, they, they've uh, won their two games big and then lost the rest of them big. It's, it's almost like they're uh, these guys are twinsies here. Um, this game's at Atom one. And Atumwa has shown that they rise to the occasion when they are presented with an opponent that's on their level. So I'm going with the Bulldogs in this one. I don't know a lot about Waterloo West, but Atumwa has shown that when they when they are facing off against somebody that's in their level talent-wise and size-wise and all that stuff, that they, that they rise to the occasion. They take the opportunity to uh, go out and perform well, and I think they're going to do it again. I think they'll get their third win this year. I think they're going to get – you know what? A three and five season isn't uh, – or I guess it would be three and six, but uh, that's not terrible, and uh, I think they're uh, – I agree with you. It just seems like somehow they just put up these amazing numbers in the games that they win. So, yeah. all right, it's playoff time. Uh, we're going to start with the eight-man, uh, Waco at – or is home with Edgewood, uh, what is it, Colesburg? Yep, Edgewood Colesburg. Okay, what do you know about this game? Okay, so Edgewood Colesburg, the Vikings, they're five and three. They're going to travel to Wayland to take on the number six rated in the Des Moines Register poll. Waco Warriors, who are eight and oh, and district champs. Uh, the Vikings took third place in their district, district five, eight player. Uh, the teams that they finish behind are both very strong teams that have a good chance to make a, a deep run in this playoff as well. Uh, Key Lansing was the number two team. And then um, I can't remember who the, the team that won that uh, district was, but they, I believe that I've 
seen them ranked as high as second in the state in eight player. So they come from a tough district. Edgewood Colesburg is very balanced on offense. They are a little bit heavier on running the ball than they are in passing. They've got a decent quarterback. He's very balanced with his numbers. He's thrown for 734 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's rushed for 407 yards and six touchdowns. So he's a, he's kind of a dual threat. They've got a running back that's rushed for uh, another nine touchdowns, 436 yards. So not real heavy numbers from that running back, but they've got a nice balance. They played that uh, second place team, Key Lansing, in their district real close. I believe that final score was within a touchdown. They did lose. And then the team that uh, they lost to that won that district, they they got blown out like 60 to 14. So, again, I don't want to go off of scores and common opponents and that too much. But I feel like there's a big separation between the district champion and that and that uh, district five, kind of similar to what Waco's got going on here. Um, I got to pick Waco. I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk, but um, I think Waco is going to win at home and advance to the next round. No problem. I don't think in the playoffs there's a whole lot of cakewalks. All right, uh, New London at Montezuma. Uh, we we talked about this. If New London would squeak into the playoffs, they could uh, they could uh, present a problem for somebody. What do you what do you see in this game? And and tell us about this quarterback of Montezuma. Well, this game has so much intrigue. I'm telling you, if I didn't live near Waco, if my significant other who is gorgeous, had not had not graduated from Waco, I'd be tripping to Montezuma to watch the number one Braves take on the New London Tigers, who appear to be limping in, you know, with a, a four and three record. But you and I both know, depending on the, the Tiger team that shows up, you've got a, a team that's beatable and you've got a team that might not be beatable. And um, it's going to be interesting to see which, which version of the Tigers shows up in Montezuma. Now, I don't care who's playing Montezuma. If you can't contain their quarterback, Eddie Burgess, it's a lost cause. This kid has 1,778 yards passing, 35 touchdowns through the air. He's rushed for another 1,017 yards and 23 touchdowns. So the kids accounted for 58 touchdowns all by himself and way over almost 3,000 yards of offense. He's uh, maybe the state's most dynamic player in any class. And obviously, if you can't slow him down a little bit, you're you're done. And um, if I'm going to go ahead and make my pick, and I'm going to pick Montezuma. It's the smart money. They're they're number one. They're undefeated. Yeah, they're the number one team in the state. Yeah, there's no Jekyll and Hyde going on with them. New London has had that. Um, like I said before, if New London brings their A game, this is going to be a, a tough game and a hard one to call. But I just think Montezuma's got too much. They're on a mission. Uh, they've got a superlative player in Eddie Burgess. I, I think it's too much for the Tigers, so I'm going Montezuma. You know, Montezuma's not too far out of our area, so we'll be proud of them uh, for their excellent season and their, their fantastic rating. English Valley 6-1 and one at uh, Southeast Warren. or is it? Are they at Southeast Warren? Uh, that's what I've got. I'm not sure if that's true. I, I've I felt like that was kind of backwards, but I believe that's how it is. I think English Valleys is on the road because they're the third uh, place team in, in our district. Um, and I know little about Southeast Warren, but English Valleys is capable of beating anybody. They've got the uh, maybe the state's fastest player running back. Don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, this young man's hard to slow down. The only team that's been able to do it this year is Waco. And uh, 
I'm going English Valleys. I think our district's going to advance a couple of teams Friday night. I'm with you on that and the Montezuma pick, but I still think uh, New London does have an outside chance. There's Coro. They're dangerous. Uh, Terrible draw for Montezuma. I I almost feel sorry for him, but I think they'll take care of business. Okay, that's the the area schools that are in the eight-man. We'll move up to Class A. Now, here's a team near you, Highland, uh, only three and five, playing uh, Linville Sully. Uh, It's at Linville Sully. Uh, uh, What's Highland got to do here? What, What are they up against? I don't know much about either one of these programs. Um, like I said before, Highland usually uh, has a pretty strong team. This year, I think our district has just gotten a lot more competitive than it was in the past. Highland's kind of backing into the playoffs a little bit here because Columbus could have just as easily been in if they had been able to pull out that victory against Albernet the other night. Um, Linville Sully's got a lot of tradition. Um, I've seen them play over the years at Pekin when I lived in that school district. Um, they're seven and one. Uh, the smart money tells me Linville Sully is going to win this first round game over Highland. Yeah, I, I like the home. I, I think playing at home is a big. Now, uh, Wapolo, six and two, a team you're very familiar with playing uh, North Tama, six and two. I believe it's at North Tama. Am I correct? It's at Wapolo. Oh, it's at Wapolo. Yeah. So I know you know a lot about Wapolo, and they really had a fine season. What do you What do you think? Well, Wapolo's got a, a really. Uh, explosive offense especially when they've got everybody healthy and uh they're they're going to uh be tested defensively against north Tama. and we got two teams with identical records um i want to say north Tama spent a good chunk of this season ranked in the top 10 maybe in the top five if i uh look back far enough they've got a dynamic quarterback gabe gabe capriva if i'm pronouncing it right um this kid's thrown for 2,300 yards and 19 touchdowns. He's rushed for another 655 and another nine touchdowns. So he's another dual threat kid, and he gets a lot of press. Um, Wapolo's got a, a quarterback that's probably on that level, and then they've got a, an extremely good running back that spent some time, you know, on the sidelines injured this year. If he's 100% and that offense is clicking, I got to go with Wapolo at home over North Tampa. Okay, well, uh, since Wapolo's at home, and I checked the listenership this morning, and we have a lot of listeners in Wapolo, so based on the fact that we have so many listeners in Wapolo and it's a home game, I'm for Wapolo. And I really do think they have an outstanding team. And I'll try to get a hold of their coach to see if I can't get an interview with him. Uh, okay. Great. Class A, Sigourney uh, Kyoto at, Dur- or at home against Durant, who's only two and five. For some reason, they made the playoffs or uh, two and six, actually. But uh, yeah, uh, they actually played uh, Sigourney very close. It was a 48-yard field goal the side of that game. And uh, um, they had a pretty tough schedule. Uh, Coach Jensen's not taking them lightly. What do you think? He's right not to take them lightly. Um, and, and I misspoke in our last episode there. You know, you, uh, you brought up this game, and I was kind of just giving a – a little bit of a backhanded uh, thought on what I think might happen um, without really digging into the information. And I'd kind of forgotten that Durant had, had beaten Mediapolis recently. Yeah, um, I remember I'd that. Forgotten that was that a big win. Sigourney so close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but what do you think here? So uh, I'm going to go with Sigourney. Obviously, they're number four in state, according to the Des Moines Register. They uh, 
They're eight and zero. They're on a mission. They're one of those teams that has they brought back a lot of talent and the, the pieces that they had to uh, replace from last year's uh, semifinal team took them a little bit to get going. But um, you know, like Coach Jensen said on your program, over the course of the season, they have really got it clicking. And that game they played against Durant was first first game of the season. You know, a lot of a lot of things can go right or wrong in that first game when you're trying to get all your your pieces to, together. And Durant does have that dynamic Nolan D. Long at uh, running back, and this kid is a very known commodity. They will go as far as he will take them. Unfortunately. That's a Sigourney Kyoto, the, the uh, snake pit, and Sigourney's going to win this one. I don't know about the, the running clock that I previously spot. predicted, but I think Sigourney Kyoto is going to win this one handily. We kind of got to pick up the pace a little bit because we only got okay. four minutes left. But uh, Minneapolis at Pella Christian, this is, uh, this is a great game for uh, our area. What do you think? Pella Christian's a great team overall. They've got a stat machine, a quarterback, great athlete. Seven and one against a five and three. I hate to pick against our area, but I'm going Pella Christian. Pella Christian's awful tough. I mean, they're very strong and they're real tough at home. Uh, Mediapolis, I think they got a chance in this game. Uh, the really outstanding team. We'll see how that goes. Uh, okay, let's talk about Mid Prairie at uh, it's a Northeast Goose Lake, which is up by Clinton, I guess. Uh, uh, well, I had pretty good uh, talk with the coach. Well, what do you? How do you see this game playing out? Well, I can't wait to hear his uh, his interview with you to see what his thoughts are. Uh, my own are, without knowing a ton about Mid Prairie and, and knowing nothing about Northeast Goose Lake, this game's at Wellman. Mid Prairie has shown a lot of improvement week to week through this season. Uh, I think they're clicking. I think they win at home. Coach Kavanaugh says they have a freshman quarterback that has had an excellent season and is extremely talented. Uh, I agree with you. I think they're going to the, win this one for sure. Especially since it's Wellman Week here at Round Guy the Podcast. Okay, let's go over our last game here. Davis County at Iowa Falls. Davis County, uh, impressive season and uh, was able to make the playoffs on the last game of the year. So uh, things worked out for him. So what, what do you see here? Well, outside of that Williamsburg game, Davis County's shown they can hang with anybody or possibly beat anybody. I don't know anything about Iowa Falls or the district they play in. I wasn't able to dig any info up on it. Um, I'm going Homer in this one. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with Davis County. Mustangs get it done. Well, outstanding, outstanding. I, I'll go with you. Oh, I'm with you on that anyway. That way, if you're wrong, uh, we're on the same side of it. <laughs> Plus, Sounds we good do have me. a lot of people that follow us for Davis County. And uh, Davis County, you've always had a pretty good season. And you you play good fundamental ball. I I, I just, you, you do everything well, and you group tackle, and you get after it. So, Keep it up. I hope you win this one. Well, Scott, you got any more thoughts? We got one more minute. We got Cardinal at West Branch. That's a big one, too. Oh, Cardinal um, did make the playoffs? They did make the playoffs. So they kind of backed into her with that uh, close loss to Pleasantville, but they made it. Well, what do you got in that game? Man, I, I don't want to pick against Cardinal. They're one of my sentimental favorites this year. Uh, but West Branch, you know, the, those guys played Regina tough here recently. So I'm going to go with them. They're at home. Um, picking West Branch to win, but Cardinal, please prove me wrong. Well, we picked up a bunch of listeners and agency uh, yesterday, so because of that and because of the speed, that's what I say. When anyone asks me, to, I say I can describe uh, Cardinal in one word, and that's speed. So I'm I'm on the Cardinal team. So we'll see. The Burlington and the uh, Cardinal game might be our 
our separating point this week. But uh, anyway, thanks okay for another you. great interview. You've been terrific this week. Uh, we'll get you back Saturday uh, morning to cover all these games and scores. Thanks a lot, Scott. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys here in a little bit.